What's up, Atlanta sports fans? I'm Graham Waldrop, and alongside me, as always, is Adam Ryder Cup Kalal, and we are Atlanta Zone, two Atlanta natives recapping the week that was in Atlanta professional sports, wacky ass hijinks, and analysis. It's a very special show today. It's one of the first times we've done a roundtable where we have, what, four guests joining us? I will introduce them in a, in a moment, but first I have to ask Adam, how's it going, sir? Graham, it's going very well. Uh, just catching up on my box score of another lovely Falcons game. Lovely. And prep for this big podcast. Feels like we're doing a live podcast, you know, like how they do like with the audiences and whatnot. Right. But, we invited four lucky fans, but lucky this time, users to come on the show. Everyone's participating, and uh, I'm just going to not have to talk as much, so that's pretty exciting. Right. So uh, we'll introduce everybody. First off, we have the illustrious Mark Andre returning after uh, how many years? It's been like four or five years since Mark Andre was on the show, even though he's still a very not vocal en- user. Not enough. Not enough. Uh, also, he's brought back Cheryl Pounder with him, our wine correspondent, <laughs> who has over the years suggested many wine pairings uh, to go with various moments in Atlanta sports. Welcome back, Cheryl. Cheers. Uh, we have Sam That's as right. well. Sam Crochet is in yeah. the house. Longtime uh, podcast user and a big Atlanta sports fan, obviously, for better and worse. Yeah. I, I offended him and a bunch of children during Bobby Cox's last regular season game in 2010. Is this right? You yes. Me? I think so. I, I was cursing and going apeshit because the Phillies were going to beat us, and uh, we somehow pulled it out, but we were all there. We went to the game together. We went to the game. Uh, up, upper upper was deck. Very well yeah, we were upper deck behind like home plate or like third baseline or something. All I remember from that day is <laughs> after the game, we all hugged goodbye at the upper deck, and then awkwardly walked to the Marta uh, buses. It took like 18 minutes. <laughs> And no one knew whether to continue talking. I mean, it's nice that you had the option to walk to the Marta buses, which you don't in Cobb County. No. No, you don't. Finish your introductions, Graham. I'm going to, but I got a question. Quick, quickly, go, go, go. All right. And we have uh, Atlanta United correspondent, Baltimore sports correspondent, Alexa Waldrop here as well. Welcome back. It's good to be back. Friendly reminder, we, we value our uh, the integrity of our sound engineering on this show. When any of you are talking, please leave, lean in. Thank you, thank you. If, if you can't hear them very well, it's not because of the microphone quality. It's because someone didn't lean in. Yeah, it's not our fault. Mark andre question for you. Are you truly never going to go? So Mark andre a little history here. You know, grew up in Atlanta, going to Turner Field all the time, Atlanta-Fulton County Stadium before that. Now he lives on the West Coast. But he's still not even gone to see SunTrust Park. Truist like, Park now. Sorry. <laughs> it's changed names already. Yeah, and he still hasn't gone to see it. Is this still your life goal to never go to the stadium in Cobb <laughs> County? True. Yes. What, why is this? What, 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 is, why is, what is your obstinance about? Care to elaborate? <laughs> Man, a few words. It packs a punch. He said that he won't go to see the Braves when they don't play in Atlanta. He won't go. He wants to see play. the Atlanta Braves. Okay. He says they're yeah they're not the Atlanta Braves. They should change their name to the Cobb County Braves. They're not, they're not <laughs> of the people anymore. You can't take Marta there. Is one of his usual arguments. No no no. You can like we've Google Maps. Couldn't really before. take Marta to the damn Turner Field. You anyway. take you take Marta to the North Avenue Transit Station, and then from there you take like the number seventy two bus. For like I don't know, thirty to forty minutes. Then you transfer to the Cobb Link bus, and you take that up to Cumberland Mall, 
round trip's going to take you roughly hour and a half, hour 45, yeah. something I, I along those lines. I think that's what I'm going to do for the game on Monday. I'm going to the game on oh, Monday. Oh, you're going? Oh, hell yeah. Give it a try. I think I will. Because, you know, th- yeah. th- that would be great podcast content, yeah. Graham. Or just be sitting there the whole time like, yep. This sucks. You should record while you're writing. Yeah, I should. Play by yeah. But since uh, nobody in this room has ever been on a Marta bus, yeah. we're probably going to screw that one up the first time. I'm a bus guy. You've been on the Marta bus? I haven't been on the Marta bus in like 20 years. Uh, I have so many Breeze cards with so many rides on them. It's ridiculous. Because I kept losing them, and then I find them. I buy another one, and I load up with 20 fucking rides, and then just keeps going. Yeah, no, it's bus. It it works for bus. It's a free transfer from bus to train. Mm -hmm. So... You should do it, Graham. I'll try it. That'd be a good activity for you. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta have that little thing they have now that takes you across the bridge. Yeah, I'm sure. You know, the, we'll, the little car. Remember? Oh yes, yes, the, the little hopper thing. thing. Yeah, it's complimentary. Yeah, hopper. yeah, from uh, what the hell is this hopper you're so it's talking like, of? <laughs> it's like from the South 61 parking lot when you're walking up to the stadium. Across the pedestrian bridge. Across the pedestrian bridge, not the one that. It's coming from the north. Going into the battery? Going, yeah, in, yeah, going directly into the battery. Yeah, yeah, it's this little complimentary thing. It's free. You hop on, they, they take you up there. Half of it's now just for the hopper, and the other half of the side is for the pedestrians. Interesting. So you gotta get out of the way of the hopper. Yeah. Go, go ahead and take run you over. a picture of this hopper as well. I don't know what you're talking okay. about. Yeah. I imagine picture it. because we'll be probably playing a 130 game, I'll need to leave at 930 in the morning to get there on time for the game. But you know. So is that Monday? Is that game? It's game two. Two? Yeah. So Saturday's game one, yeah. Sunday day off, yeah. game two. I got a standing room only ticket, and I was like, fuck it. Nice. It's pretty cheap, Com- you know, compared to, like, uh, other times we've gone to the Division Series and stuff. I was like, this is nothing. Fine. Let's do it. Tight. Yeah. I'll get you some. Oh, um, should we do a toast to the Atlanta Braves real quick? You mean the Cobb County Braves? The Cobb County Transit yeah. Station Braves. Sure. Um, yeah. I mean, we've discussed that we won the division, but let's still celebrate that, Graham. We have a uh, wine correspondent, Cheryl Pounder, here. Right. Please explain this uh, nice bottle of champagne you brought us. Well, it's not champagne. Oh, sorry. Sir, because it's not from Champagne, France. Right. Otherwise, it's a sparkling white wine. It's protected. It's a protected regional name, so you can't call something champagne. Unless, I believe if you were calling it champagne before 2004, it could be earlier. I might have my years wrong. There are some places that are kind of grandfathered in to the champagne term. Hmm. We have a place in Southern California that makes almond champagne. Mm. Quality of that is uh, negotiable. Sure. But <laughs> they are allowed to call it almond champagne because they had trademarked the name of it before the whatever date is that was the cutoff. Anywho, this is an American sparkling wine because what's more American than the Braves? Sure. And it is actually from New Mexico. They source grapes from other places as well, but it's been around in New Mexico as a producer for a long time. It's one of my favorite value bubblies, I'd say. It's usually under $20 in most stores. I believe it was $15 at the, uh, what was, wherever we went? Uh, Empire Package Store. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah. They have fairly good wine selection I'm, at the Empire Package Store. I'm telling you. Store. Nice people. So it's, uh, you know, it's worthy of this making the playoff celebration. If you win the World Series, you might get something a little more fancy, maybe an actual champagne. But this is a, an intermediate step. So. We'll, we'll knock cheers. on wood for Mark Andre there. Yeah, cheers. 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 Great. She did. She did. Are you saying that if it's not from champagne, you will never see the word champagne? If you do, way? it's probably illegal unless they're in that grandfathered in. That's why that's illegal. 
Yes. Yeah. But it is, you see it says method champenois, so that's right. the champagne method. It can say champagne yeah. method. Right, and no one's going to know that. Like Which the average person's not going to know that. They're the like, oh, all, all, all of the users know that. So now all the users champagne are. method is the best way to make champagne, which arguably I, I think is the best. But it means the second fermentation takes place in the bottle rather than fermenting like a giant vat um, is the second fermentation, mm -hmm. which is what you see in Prosecco, and that can be very good too. But the second fermentation in the bottle is kind of the traditional classic. Method. So how would you pronounce that? Groot? Brut? Gruet. Oh, Gruet. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the Gruet is the brand. They're in New Mexico, but don't be fooled. They make a pretty a pretty mm. solid, dry... A way better marketing campaign. So, like, Groot? Brut? Guardians of the Galaxy. I am Groot. I have that guy on there. Yeah, I am Brut. Uh, cool. Thank you, Cheryl. Well, Grant, we yeah. were going to start with Falcons, but are you feeling flexible? No. Let's go Falcons. Let's, let's go Falcons. Okay. <laughs> let's go Falcons. I'm not feeling flexible. Not feeling flexible. I got okay. my Falcons notes up here. All right. Let's let's let's. All right. Let's talk about it. Graham. We had a London game last week, uh, which was pretty wretched. I would say Falcons lose twenty three to seven. Jaguars in control of the game pretty much the whole time. Um, even the damn Toy Story version of the game, which we talked about quite a bit last week, was not up to snuff. A lot of people said they really liked it, but it was buggy as hell. The ball was squirting around the field without, with reckless abandon. The claw wasn't working. Um, the, the camera shot was, or, or the, the, they kept having these wide angle shots initially, and you couldn't see what was going on. And you just heard Booger and uh, who are that guys, Drew Carter, just like, yeah, and uh, this is great being in Andy's room. We're we're having a little technical difficulties, and then eventually, once it actually, you actually could tell what was going on. It wasn't the worst thing in the world, but they just kept having issue after issue. People weren't getting tackled. Um, it, it was just odd. And Adam was very down on it. He was like, even if this was the only option I had to watch the game, Bo, I wouldn't do it. This is terrible. Yeah, I can, mean. Can you can you recap what this is? Oh, so basically Disney did a simulcast of the game, Disney Plus, uh, setting the game in the world of Toy Story. And Andy's room, and all the players are represented by these weird-looking toys that were faceless. And the the game reacted, or like the Toy Story thing reacted to the actual game, so it was a little behind the real game. About two minutes or so. Yeah, and then it would replicate the play, and it was really weird. People would like disappear and appear on the field. It's like um, losers active. Like and every time Desmond Ritter got sacked, he wasn't really tackled. I just like ran into him, and then he kind of like crumpled over or something it was it was kind of funny but i was also like i'd rather watch the real game yeah but granted we're not the target audience for what they're trying to do dude i love but the falcons i love toy story they fucked up <laughs> you're also 33 34 year old man like sure. you're not a child you know like th that's what they're they're trying to bring <laughs> i mean you have child tendencies <laughs> you're not wrong there in the background um, and I'm just saying, like, I was all over this. I was like, I would be fine watching the game like this if it was cool. Yeah, and it was, that could have been cool. It could have been cool, and it was a cool attempt. It, it just didn't work. It just didn't work the first I mean, time for me. You remember the the PC game Backyard Baseball? I'm sure they had a backyard football. They did. Yeah, it looked exactly it looked like similar that. to that, or like NFL Blitz. It was that. kind of similar to that. Um, it was cool, like that big Bijan run, the 38-yard run. I saw that in full Toy Story glory, and he was doing all the juke moves that Bijan did, and I was like, yeah, that was dope. Let me, let me, you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it didn't. They should have at least done like a side-by-side. -side. 
That would have been. I think it was already way too complicated. Yeah. Like you could just tell, like the way it started, it was. I don't know if side by side would have worked because they needed the they needed to be behind in order to do the AI reaction to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and they were like, because we turned it on from halftime. I'm like, why is it 14 minutes in? Like, why are we missing the first two minutes? It's like, oh. yeah. yeah. There was a ton of room for value, like value oh, out there, like for sure. Oh, yeah. Have timeouts. Andy's mom comes through and all the toys got to play mm-hmm. dead. Do they do that shit? They, they did. <laughs> I don't know, but we took it. That like, would have been oh, funny as hell. Like, two technical difficulties within 10 minutes, and, and Graham was very patient. And then I was, like, he, I was like, you can change it to the real game whenever you want. He's like, I can't, I can't handle it. We got to go. I got to watch the game. Yeah, that would have been funny. Uh, they did a couple of things when the toys would come in. Like if uh, you know if someone got a first down, Woody would be like, first down with like a flag or something. But they never spoke. They never spoke because it's like, you know, I get Tom yeah. Hanks and Tim Allen to come do this Stupid yeah. shit. What else are they doing? Well, I'd just be too expensive. <laughs> um, what would it though? Tom Hanks would be down to do it. But, <laughs> sure. but the Toy Story game started about as slow as the Falcons' offense has started all fucking season. It was, it was, and again, I have a disturbing stat here. The Falcons have been outscored in the first half of the last two games 30 to 3. 30 to 3. In the first half? In the first half of the last two games against uh, Detroit and Jacksonville. Yeah, it's pretty ugly, Graham. You know what? I, I told you that I had missed the beginning of this game, right? Yes. So what I had to do, I had to be downtown for something work-wise. And probably about the same time they kicked off this game, probably the Falcons' drive was going on, I was dangerously close to stepping in a pile of homeless man shit in a parking lot, mm-hmm. which seems like it sums up the Falcons' offense in the first half. Yes, right? that was that was pretty so close. I was pretty much doing the same thing. Right, we were all having our own sort of like external things coming in that was like reminding us, oh, this is like the Falcons' offense. Yeah, and it was disappointing. I honestly thought that they would kind of turn things around. I was like getting in my car and like refreshing the score. I was like, I bet they came out and marched down the field, scored seven. Jacksonville's not that good. Like, they're not that good. I think Jacksonville's pretty good. After they're watching like, this game, they're not they're not great, but they're better than we are for sure. Um, they have a better quarterback, obviously. Um, they have they have a, a comparable defense, I would say. Um, and you know, the skill position players don't really fucking matter when you have the worst quarterback in the National Football League. Oh, worst! The worst. He's weighted. He's weighted. He's rated as the worst, uh, I think, in QBR so far this season. Um, dead last. The picks that I kept saying were coming came. Two horrible picks, and they were back-to-back picks by Desmond Ritter. Again, through the whole first half, he just stayed on his hot. You know, he stayed. He did not go through his progression. He locked into a receiver and forced the ball to them. And you know, his release point sucks. He winds up looks like Hideo Nomo out there. You know, for guys that remember Hideo Nomo, how long it took him to go in through his windup. That's what he does as a quarterback. You compare him to Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence got that thing out in a heartbeat. Desmond Ritter has to do this long, slow wind-up. Oh, yeah. He doesn't step up in the pocket. Trevor Lawrence again. Legit. Yeah, Trevor yeah. Lawrence is like, I think, like less than two seconds getting the ball yeah. out, something Ritter's ridiculous like, like that. I don't know what it is, but it feels like four and a half no, seconds. Graham, like, yeah. The difference is so obvious yeah. between those two players. Yeah. The, um, the was, more you talk, pathetic. like I, I've actually, I, I usually don't value, validate your like points, and I often you know, say that you don't know what you're talking about, you're making things up. But you were in my head watching this last game. Didn't you notice it though? Oh yeah. Like yeah. I mean the staring down the receivers was very obvious. And then like the fumble at the end of the game, like he looked like Tim Tebow is who he looked yeah. like with the ball like down here as he's trying to starting to throw. Yeah. Like I don't I really don't get And he um, seems like he's lost the, the team. Yeah. I'll, I'll elaborate on that. Well like, I mean, he's lost me for sure. Matt but. Matt Collins, like, was visibly pissed off on the sidelines. Drake London, like 
you know, they're just like not supporting him at this point. Mm. Like it, just terrible body language. Yeah, Kyle like, Pitts looks like he would rather be anywhere but there. He just when, when he's on the field, he just looks like uh, he doesn't have a soul anymore. He just looks lifeless. How many catches he have this game? Oh. You know, he did a standard. I think he had uh, like four for like thirty. No, yards. he did a standard two for twenty-one. So glad we. <laughs> so glad we. Figure out how to use him. Well, the problem right. is you have a bad quarterback. Here's we go back to the problem of the way this team is constructed. Run him out of the backfield. You spend. You spend first round picks on a, with a rebuilding team, on skill position players. You're seeing why this doesn't work. They may be great, and Bijan Robinson is still great. Like he is, you know, fourteen carries, one hundred five yards, average seven and a half yards on the ground per touch. But when you don't have a quarterback, it doesn't matter. You should be building in the trenches, and the Falcons don't care about that. They didn't care about that in the Dimitrov era. They don't care about that in the Fontenot era. Fontenot has fucked this team. I think they have set this franchise back another four or five seasons. Are we drafted a first-round offensive lineman since the Chris Chandler days? Yes. Uh, Jake Matthews. Blake, Blake Chris Lock. Lindstrom. Lindstrom. Blaylock or whatever? No, no, you're thinking of USC, Justin yeah. Blaylock. There's uh, Sam Baker. Sam, Sam Baker. Baker. He was yeah. terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but he had... Um, uh, what's his name? Matthews is a first-round pick. Lindstrom is a first-round so pick. Both those guys are, you know. Sounds like a good portion. Lindstrom's a great pick. But Lindstrom doesn't look good. Again, Rizzer. Ritter sacked four times. Some of that's on him. Some of that's on the offensive line. But I think everyone can agree that the offensive line is terrible at pass protection this year. And a lot of that falls on McGarry, Lindstrom, Matthews. They look, and Dahlman, they, they just look terrible in pass protection. Is Bajan getting on the screens? That's one way you can get around all that, right? Yeah, I mean, they, they, he had five catches for 32 yards in this game. Um, you but, know, but, but there was yeah. that one play, it was like a big first down in the second half, I think, where it was like third and eight, and he's wide open in the flats, and Ritter, like, just throws it horrendously. Yeah, no, he has... Like, Vijay had to make a miracle sucks. catch. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was in the first yeah, half. Yeah, yeah he had to catch the one-handed yeah. ball, and it was like, he didn't, like... That's another thing too. Is just Ritter's overall inaccuracy is just pathetic. He is he is not ready. He's not the answer. I know he's only had eight games, but Jesus H Christ, this is this is an embarrassment. He's and it's embarrassment. Cincinnati, right? Yeah, University of Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah I think the, he was like undefeated all throughout college, all throughout high school. Yeah, he's never he's lost a home game. Yeah. even in the NFL, he still hasn't lost a home game. So there's something to be said for that. But he also saw in the third quarter on the one drive where he actually scored, he would. Good, you know, it's like he has drives where he looks good, but he just can't do it consistently. Maybe he can get there, but I don't think he's the guy. You just look at him and you compare him to a guy like Lawrence, um, you know, or even Jared Goff. It's like when he's played superior quarterback. Those are two number one overall picks. Well, that just goes back to the original point of the whole thing. Why are we, why are we staking the future of our franchise in this guy? And I know it's like we could move on after a year, but guess what, you know. Next year is year four of Kyle Pitts. He hasn't had shit since his rookie season when Matt Ryan was the quarterback. You know. Well, this is like the first year of this quarterback, though. Yes, and that's a problem too. Right. Arthur Smith waited too long to get him yeah. into the to make him the starter because he last year. Yeah, and he only played in four games last year. Yeah, and they said we're not going to make a change unless we're out of it. And it's like, why? You're already out, you were out of it from the beginning. Yeah. Like if you if you think this guy can do it, you know, sink or swim. I mean, I fly did, or die. I did get pissed this game, like. This is a guy they thought was ready. They played him one damn series the entire preseason. Our quarterback, yeah, yeah. yeah. when he has no experience, it's like he need he needed like to play full games. Yeah, well, maybe not full, but at least three quarters. Well, he needed to play five games last year and like see how fast yeah. he is. Yeah, he should have played at least half the season last year. How many did he play? Four. 
Oh, I, I thought he like didn't play at all. No, he played four, but that <laughs> wasn't a, guy. No, that played. wasn't enough. And the last last eight. four games, yeah, and, and like, and he got better every game. Yeah, but like this year, it's like he looks worse. But on the road, so he'll probably come come back home and he'll look good again. No, I don't. I don't think so. He I, might. I, I think London's hard. It's a hard. I mean, it's I mean that's an easy place. Yeah, to but play. it's just like every week we see. You know, like we talked about earlier, locking into one receiver, forcing the ball, and we saw how bad that can be with these. You know, they dropped a lot of interceptions, um, and and earlier in the in the prior games, and we had one going into this game. There's two two picks back to back because he keeps doing the same thing. One receiver lock in, force it. He, he has no go through his progression. He had all. one play where he looked off a linebacker, and it was beautiful. Yeah, and that was that was the drive. <laughs> but we're talking scored. one play. Yeah, but like, and that's the thing. The Falcons scored 13 points in two weeks. The defense only gives up 20 points against uh, Detroit, who have a very good offense, and they only give up 13 points, right, to Jacksonville. Even though we lost 23 to three, or maybe it was 16 points, but one of those is a pick six. So the defense is doing enough to win games. And they got to the quarterback some this week. And they actually got two sacks. Anya Meadow was a force back there. That was nice to see. Bud Dupree also got in there uh, in the action for uh, for the sacks as well. And so that that was good. Like the Falcons. And they did a good job of containing uh, Etienne. They had they held him to 55 yards and 20 carries. That's outstanding. The guy's a really good back. You know, we didn't really get torn up at all by any receiver. Christian Kirk, eight for 84, no touchdowns. Ridley, you know, burned us on that that first drive, and that was one of the only times that the defense really made a terrible play all game. So the defense is doing more than enough to win games. Defense is solid. Offense sucks, and the quarterback sucks. Our D does look good. Yeah, we've only yeah we haven't given 30 points. Four games, you know. Yeah, they're doing their they're job. The Falcons, like, yeah, they're doing their job, and they're starting to get a little more pressure on the quarterback the last couple of weeks, and that's actually manifesting in the sacks this week, which is great. Now you got the hot Texans team coming in. C.J. Stroud looks fantastic. Um, you know, they destroyed the Jaguars. They went into the Jaguars' home and beat them by twenty points. You know, they won last week as well. Yeah, this was one that I um, beat the Steelers. They yeah, look good. Yeah, originally pegged it as an easy win, and uh, now they're looking really good. Well, let's see what you said, Adam. But, but it's oh no. But then you get a little uh, reprieve with Houston, worst team in the league, arguably. <laughs> win. So that should be a win. Where are we at according to your? So look at that. We just we just completely just. That's why. Well, that's, that's why. That's why doing that is bullshit. It's dumb. Yeah, it's, dumb. it's dumb. What was the Jacksonville prediction? I think we said we. I think I said we'd lose. I think you said we'd win, but were they yeah. good last year? What's that? Jacksonville. Yeah, they went to yeah. the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Trevor Lawrence looks like a Pro Bowl quarterback. Yeah, no, he looks good. Those highlights I saw. Yeah, he's a monster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's getting out of the pocket. He like knows when to run. He's not confused. He knows who to, he yeah. knows how to get rid of the football too. That's the biggest thing. And his his form looks good. I mean, that's the thing. It's like a guy like Ritter, third round draft pick. Like he needs to like just. I know we said we need, he needed to play, but I think he just needs to sit for like multiple years, get a little playing time here and there, and then maybe he can be good down the road. Like maybe we can't just plug him in like this. Well, this here's your problem, right? You got Heineke waiting. We know Heineke is a decent enough quarterback that has proven himself enough to be able to win at the NFL level and put like a team on his back when he needs to. He's not great, but he can do it. The question is. And Arthur Smith already said, like, yeah. you know, Ritter's our guy. So yeah. this question is almost irrelevant, but just asking the, the crew here. Would you say, yeah, it's Heineke time, or do you give the kid through, you know, another couple weeks to be like, maybe he can start stringing together more uh, consistent performances. Maybe he can put together multiple drives like the one we saw in the third quarter, uh, the opening drive of the third quarter in this game. Does he throw hard? Like, does he have, like, these combine skills where, like, 
He runs fast. He jumps high. Throws hard. I feel like he does throw the ball pretty hard. Like, some most relatively of the time. fast as well, but like he doesn't Mahomes run. Well, the release point shit, is not you know? fast, but the, the the ball coming out because he winds up so much. Of course, it's going to be it's going to be high. I mean, coming if he's out. like a physically gifted guy, then yeah, you stick with him. But I mean, there's tons of quarterbacks that come from no name colleges and didn't you know what's his face Flacco? Mm-hmm. He went to like Delaware. Rhode Island, yeah, yeah. Delaware. Yeah, no one ever heard of this guy. He went either before Matt Ryan or right afterwards. Yeah, obviously was worthy of playing in the NFL. Mahomes, I don't think started. Or he transferred like to two schools or some shit. Mm-hmm. Like Texas a lot of these Tech. guys, yep. they don't do anything, and then you know they just get on the right system, and suddenly everybody realizes they're really talented. Right. So if he's a guy that went to the combine and did really well, which I assume he did, because he went to Cincinnati and the Falcons drafted him with their first quarterback selection. I'm sure he's physically gifted and probably a smart quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I, I think so. There's enough there, like that he has talent, but I just don't believe in him at this point. Yeah. Like. It's just not consistent enough. And if you have a guy that you think can actually help you win football games, maybe we should use that guy. I don't know. I think you give him through the Washington game, which I think is two two games from now, and then you, and then if he hasn't proven himself, you got to bench him. That'd be my Heineke, opinion. Heineke went to Old Dominion. Yeah, but he's won games in the league. Where? At, at Washington. He was a member of the Washington football team. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> and I think they went to the playoffs with him. Career passer rating, 85.7. He's kind of a high pick guy. He's not great. Let's just put, let's just put it that way. But, but does, he can make but, plays. But does he give you more of a chance to win? than? Can he put up more than seven points a week? 34 touchdowns, sake? 24 interceptions. Yeah, at least he throws some touchdowns. Two, I mean, Two rushing touchdowns. No. So. He just needs to work on his... his uh, his QB IQ, or yeah, he just need like he's not making smart decisions in the pocket, and I don't know I don't know why that is, because he's got a good arm, and I think he is physically talented. He is smart, game. sure, but that's the thing is like he just not looking off defenses and everything, and yeah. just I mean they they were just jumping y'all's routes. Yeah, this game. Like, completely. They, they know exactly they know where you're going. Throw it. Yeah, they know exactly the routes that they're running, and they can just jump in front of it because they know they're not going to do anything different. So I think that's got to yeah. that's got to change. They got to yeah. do something else with him or figure something out because there's just I don't know. I don't know if he's not paying attention to film or what. But he's yeah. gonna start just. Like he doesn't seem like he's being game. coached up, right? Exactly. No, he doesn't, and that's exactly. and that's frustrating. That can be coached. It's the same thing happens every week, and I think also it's a it's a coaching problem where it's like we start really slow, and they know they start slow, and like, it's like they they've been talking about it. it for weeks. They do nothing to fix it, or if they do, it's not working. And I also hated Arthur Smith in the press conference when people were talking about like. Kyle Pitts only had two catches for 20 yards. He's like, it's not fantasy football. And it's like, well, fuck you. That's a bad response. Yes, it's not fantasy football, but Kyle Pitts getting eight catches for 85 yards gives you a hell of a lot better chance to win. So stats do matter. And he's not producing. And it's not necessarily his fault, but it's like I hate him just writing that off. He's like, it's not fantasy football. Well, how many throws went to Kyle Pitts? How many targets did he get? Great question. Uh, I, doubt, I doubt it's like 10, but... Uh, he only got four targets in this game. So two catches on four targets. <clears throat> Here's another thing Ritter might need, too, is, like, does he have anyone on the team that he just, like, inexplicably trusts to catch the It ball? seems like Jonu Smith is his guy. Jonu had six catches for 95 yards. He's the backup. Well, there's one out. prediction I had, right? You were right. You said Jonu was yeah. going to be the guy. I think Jonu might be leading the damn team in receptions. He's our number one tight end. Yeah, over our, our first-round pick. 
uh, who's supposed to be the unicorn when we could have drafted Micah Parsons. Yeah, Greg, like, I, I'm fully on board with you on that. Like that's that's a no brainer. I know. I, I said I went like even if Kyle Pitts were great, like it doesn't matter. Micah Parsons is just a monster. When was you, he a can't miss guy? Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, uh, he was yeah. the top defensive yeah. player. I remember when he was when, during that draft. I was like, I went to this guy's film. I know he didn't play during the COVID year, but he is going to be a freak, and he, he could br- be a, he could be a game changer. And he is. You mispronounced his name the whole time. I but, did. Like, you but saw the film. I saw the film, and I said, this guy's going to be amazing. Micah Parsons. And then it's like let's like no, we have a rebuilding team. Let's Let's draft a tight end. That makes fucking sense. No, it's like draft a guy on the edge who's going to be a fucking impact player and really transform and establish an identity for your team. I mean, at this point, maybe you can, like, let's let's get weird, Graham. Let's talk trading Kyle Pitts for a legit offensive lineman. Or a defensive end. Or a defensive end. Yes. Like, he would excel with, like, a quarterback that's ready to go now. Yeah, imagine if he went to uh, the Texans. Not to say the Texans have like a, a a good defensive end for us, but like you know something like that. C.J. Stroud and him would be hooking up all day. Yeah. Just what are you going to get from a third round pick? I would think you could get a couple of picks, maybe, and well, I don't know. His value might be fucking low, coming off an injury. That's true. Who knows? Who knows? But I like where your head's it's at. It's probably not going to happen. But it's just we just don't. We need, need to him. mix it up. We yeah. don't need him. We need defensive ends. We need someone who can rush the quarterback consistently. We don't have that, and for some reason the Falcons don't give a shit about. Getting a guy who can rush the quarterback. You got to protect. Yeah, you got to protect the quarterback. Yeah, you got to protect the quarterback. You got to hit the quarterback, and we don't do that. We're just like we're just going to draft a bunch of skill position players and a shitty quarterback, and maybe it'll work out. It's called building from the outside in, and it does. You're an inside out. That's not how you. you, You've made a lot of like you've designed a lot of football teams in your day. Like uh, you you know how to build a team, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. but I mean, I don't know what the hell I'm talking. But, but I don't know what I'm talking about. But I think I, it just seems like very common sense, and that's how people build franchises. And we, Fontenot just I don't understand the strategy. I NFL, really you can't know. do it without a quarterback. So right now, it doesn't look like we have a quarterback. No, which is a problem. And you can't do it without getting at the quarterback and protecting him. And we don't have enough guys that can do that. Give Ritter. I, I like your reasonable take there, Graham. Two more games. Yeah, because like I, I do see there is something there. He is not a complete loser or We're anything. Next two games. You got um, Texans and I think Washington after that. Are those both at home? Uh, Texans are at home. I don't know about the Washington game. Okay, if you lose to Washington, home or away. I mean, Washington looked pretty good against Philly last week. Yeah, they are both home, mm-hmm. so they're both home games. You should at least be able to split. So you got to you got to score more than fucking. You got to get into double digits. It cannot be losing. 20 to 6 or 23 7. You've got to be able to score multiple touchdowns. What, what about a 9 6 win? I mean, sh- yeah, you'll take it. But with but Houston. It's a coup missed extra point. Right. Got but, but with Houston and Washington. Long, interceptions. long pass to Pitts. Yeah. Sure. That'd be, that'd be cool. But Houston and Washington are two teams that, wild. that don't have great. I mean, Washington's is better than Houston, but they're not like amazing defenses or anything. It's not like the Bills or something are coming into town. So like you gotta you gotta be able to score at least twenty points against these teams. Well, I mean, like I this dude. Y'all. Wait, what do you say? I, I don't think you bench him. I think you have to give him the year. The yeah. year. Yeah, you gotta give him the year. Yeah. You, that's you such a that's such a demoralizing thing to do to your entire team, and he's a young guy that you drafted. But the team is demoralized. Yeah, we're trying to win this year, though, Bo. We're not going to win with Heineke. Yeah, yeah you, can, you can win with Heineke. Heineke's a player. This guy could ball out. Do you remember him against the Falcons in 2021? Why doesn't he have a job in the NFL throwing the ball? He's the top. He's the second. Like he's making seven million dollars this year. 
He's That's the bad. second highest paid backup. backup quarterback for a reason. Like this dude could ball out. He ever won seven games? I just think so. yeah. I think Washington football team a couple years ago. Do you know who he played for in 2020? Uh, before the Washington football team? Mm-hmm. No idea. Is it relevant? A college yes. team somewhere? San Diego or LA Chargers? LA Chargers, right? I feel like he was a Charger guy. Let us know, Mark Andre. <laughs> St. Louis Battlehawks. Oh, yeah, he's an XFL guy. Just that's, like Young White Cool. That's yeah, my that's, favorite. Player. That's even better. I love that. Yeah. I mean, the odds of that guy. As the kids say, I love that for him. That's just like going to delay you two more years exactly. before you draft somebody. Exactly. And then you're right back in this Ritter situation. You have time. You're not expecting or expected yeah. to like go win the Super Bowl. Yeah. No, but you're expected to. expanded playoff. You can still get the playoffs. You're expecting to make the playoffs this year. That's fine. I would you be fine. With, game away from making the playoffs. Last I would be year. fine if I don't it's see anything. Like, if I don't see anything by week six, I would be fine with saying a tiny key time we're going to draft a quarterback next year. We have a fan base I that is. But I understand where you're coming from too. <laughs> <laughs> we have a fan yeah. base that is. You got to think from the fan aspect here and putting butts in seats. Like people want to cheer for the Falcons this year, but if like Ritter is just tanking us, then that all that goodwill that we built throughout the off season is gone in like the first two games. If Heineke has a better chance to win ball games, do it. But Ritter was also the guy you put in at the end of last year and got you to that game before almost getting in the playoffs. It got everybody hyped to see you this year. So if you like, oh, we had, you know, who the hell was in the quarterback session before that? Mariota. Yeah, we had Mariota who sucked. But he looks better and than Ritter, to be honest. Who? Mariota. Minus the although he makes more no, mistakes. Mary, they're, yeah, they're, they're pretty they're pretty equal. That is not a I mean, you think about it too. The fa- this is a very similar team to last year in the sense that the defense isn't quite as good, but the defense held uh, last year teams I think to scoring like twenty three or, or fewer points in like eight games, but they only won like four of them or something like that. And like it's because our quarterbacks, either it's Ritter or Marietta, are not good. They're equal. They're they're or they're Matt both. Ryan. What's that? Or Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. This should really explain to everybody why how much we should miss Matt Ryan right now. Vintage Matt Ryan is a million times better yeah, than he's a reliable like nine win guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Unless he those last couple of years where he's got pulled. Also, I feel like Ritter's also been put in really bad situations because your O line sucks ass. And <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Everyone it's, knows you're going to run the ball. It's not the first thing yeah. you did coming out to Jacksonville was run the ball. Run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Well, that's our game. And that, but that puts your quarterback in a bad situation because you're third and long and he's got to throw the ball. Like, okay, well, if they yeah, don't run it well, yeah. Right, because everyone knows you're going to run, so they're stacking the box. So kind of eventually they play But they still, they still ran it like effectively. Like Bijan, like we were talking, 105 yards on 14 carries is outstanding. But the problem is, you get down, you can't use them as much. Right. So sure, I get it, but I'm saying like, and you get down because of pick sixes. If you're able to open stuff up a little more. You might score some more. Yeah, and I think Arthur Smith has to take a long look at, like, how do we jumpstart this offense? I don't think it's doing a deep pass, you know, to open the game, but you got to do something different than just run, run, third and long. I agree. Yeah. So you got to do something to mix it up. And I just feel like the overall play construction the last couple of weeks, like, remember the Green Bay game where he was doing these pitches to B. John Robinson, and we faked to Algier and then pitched to Robinson – and things like that. It's like I just don't see the ingenuity of the play calling anymore from Arthur. He just it's just vanilla bullshit. You guys watch these games from beginning to end? Yeah. 
How do y'all do that? I mean, <laughs> this shit has to be so boring based on what I'm hearing. Like, 27 to 7. Yeah, no, it's awful. I mean, but we are, we're die on the, die, you know, die we, in the we, world. We, we do it in a line of professional sports podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Like, we kind of, like, we can't do this if we, like, yeah. don't sit down to watch yeah. the 16 games a year. Yeah, no, I mean, NFL Sunday, I'm watching, I'm watching the whole day. Well, yeah. okay, well, serious point. You're like, well, this guy's a three-year project. It'd be great if he sat behind someone who's knowledgeable, but at the same time, you're like, we need to win this year. All the fans, and you made that point, they already know this guy. You know, they're not under any illusions that he's the next Aaron Rodgers, at least immediately. Aren't the fans going to be patient? I mean, this is kind of a developmental project. He's a third-round pick. We got a good D. Like, this is the kind of guy that mm-hmm. can turn it on week 11 or 12. Sure. And yeah, we blew nine games. But like suddenly he wins three in a row and people are juiced up again because it's like, well, this is the future. Yeah. You put in Meineke and he goes nine and eleven. No one's gonna give a fly, fly no, that's true. Brad Sass if Meineke makes it to the first playoff game and we lose thirty to five. Right. You no, know? I mean, that's a good point. This is I mean, we've been living in an echo chamber. That's Graham. the thing, is that like now we gotta get <laughs> outside perspective. Yeah, like, no, you guys are making good plays. Like, you say he needed eight games, like let's give him sixteen games. Yeah. He's gonna blow a few. And it probably isn't going to be next Aaron Rodgers, but he, he could be, you know, uh, his first full year. He could yeah. be a guy that becomes an eleven game winner one yeah. year, and he's going to have to go through a couple of shitty ass. Yeah, maybe. We're but, Falcons fans, and we understand how shit works around here. Like, right. we don't win a lot. Sure, but I think you can you can just and maybe we're being a little impatient. And I think the fan base is being impatient, but you know, you you see a guy that just just doesn't seem like he has the intangibles to be a really good quarterback. I think if you watched one of these entire games, you would understand where we're coming. And saw from. the first half, so you'd be like, "Oh yeah, well, no, this is, guy's a dud." Is so, he like throwing the ball late to receivers, or is he just like he, has no idea how to get out of the pocket? He's trying to force it. He, he doesn't step on in for the too long. He's, he's missing down. open throws. Yeah. He stares him down. He stares him down forever. Yeah, yeah. he's but, like he's like Drake London. Hey. Are you open? Yeah, maybe. Are there any flashes of brilliance? Yes, there's that's a couple what's frustrating. And there was yeah. an interesting stat that kept popping up, and I don't have it off the top of my head, but I saw it during this game. It was like on third down, he was like Jeff, eight of eight or something for like 95 yards. Um, he's made a lot of third down conversions. Yeah, so it's like he has moments where he's okay. Um, it's just the consistency isn't there. So that's Desmond Ritter for you. <laughs> it's... it's it's like Jet walking around with a cone on. Yeah, can't figure out where he's yeah, going. Yeah, you know, Desmond is like our poor dog with a cone on. He just can't. He just doesn't understand. He wonders why the cone's on his head, and he's got to wait another week to get it off him. Maybe this is the week. Let's talk about this Houston Texans game. Mark Andre, tell us about the Houston Texans. What do we got going on? Here? The Houston Texans. I know nothing. Okay. Well. <laughs> Uh, I can't think of anything he'd know less about. Yeah, no, that was, that was, <laughs> obviously missing that the was joke. joke. Yeah, but uh, so my, he, bad, my bad, my bad. No, you're good. Houston is two and two on the season. Started slow, lost to the Ravens and Colts, and then destroyed the Jaguars at the Jaguars by 20 points, and just beat the shit out of the Steelers last week, 30 to six. Now they come into Mercedes-Benz Stadium looking to extend their two-game winning streak against the Falcons. Um, and C.J. Stroud has been a big reason why the Texans have had so much success this year. This kid's already thrown for 1,200 yards, six touchdowns. He has no interceptions. Uh, he's really good. Yeah, I feel like that's going to be pretty sobering for any, I don't know how many Desmond Ritter big-time fans there still are out there. But like once you see like C.J. Stroud, who's played three games. Yeah, he's already games. a better quarterback. 
Yeah, I mean, obviously, you can't compare number two overall picks to third round picks. But the thing but, is, is that I mean, I know people say that, and I, yeah, fair enough. But but, know, we, but, but but hey, Brock Purdy was the last player taken right. in the draft, and he's a really good fucking quarterback. Right. So, so we, we, I don't want to hear it. We give Ritter like the grace of oh, he's only played eight games, but Fuck like it. look at these other guys. Yeah. You know, you know what Ron Heineke was taken in. What's that? Undrafted. Undrafted. I mean, he went to the Battle Hawks. And, and he, know, yeah. They drafted him. They drafted Number one overall, probably. Yeah. You know? Battle Hawks were a good team, man. That was my squad. Over, over the Legends? Well, yeah, St. Louis. Like, they, they, that city deserves, as, as much as I hate the Cardinals, that city deserves a damn football team. Like, yeah. why the hell are the Rams in L.A.? Because of money. West Coast people. Money. Like, that's so money. dumb. Do people money. care about the Rams? Do you hear a lot? Really? I think so. Not they the care Chargers. more about the Rams than the Chargers. But like that, They're in the same city. But the fact that that's in L.A. as well. Like, yeah. That team should be in San Diego. That team should be They're in, in L.A. Before, L.A. before St. Louis. So the Rams True. are legacy L.A. I, They've gone back and forth. I mean, that's why, right? Like They yeah. used to be... Yeah. People used to make this argument about L.A. Like, we lost the Raiders. We lost the Rams. This bullshit. Why yeah. does L.A. have a football team? Which right. is kind of silly. Like, why didn't L.A. have a football team? Right. L.A. should have a football yeah. team. They should have two football teams. Well, they have two of every sport. We should have given the Chargers to yeah. St. Louis. Except for hockey. I think the Kings are on the there, LA team. Yeah, I don't even know. Oh, well, there's one? the Ducks. Oh, Anaheim. Anaheim. Yeah, it's pretty so much two. Oh. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's basically LA. It's basically two. Lakers, Clippers. Oh. Which Clippers is like, used to be in San Diego. I feel like that Dodgers, alone. Dodgers, Angels. They do. They have two of everything. Yeah. yeah. It's I, like Noah's Ark for Diego. sports. San Diego loves football. Everybody, I know so many guys from my work who love the Chargers. We obviously have millions of people there. It's right down the fucking road. It's one guy that screwed this shit up. They want to build a new stadium. The city wanted to support it. They did. Didn't the Snapdragon Stadium a new stadium? Mm, it's, a, it's, a, it's a college 30, stadium. It's not an NFL stadium. But I would hate to have... Renovate that shit and add 10 more on top. I mean, like, they just added 10 more in Green Bay. They just put, like, another section up there. Like, there's no, We have a football field. I could have watched the Chargers the whole damn time I was there. The Chargers wanted to stay in San Diego. The city wouldn't support them building a new stadium. The ownership wouldn't pay for the new stadium themselves, so they were at an impasse. And the ownership was too stubborn to go any other way than to just leave. It just seems like you have million. Your target market is there already. It's Atlanta professional yeah, yeah, sports. My bad. No, it's all right. We got sidetracked. I was going to bring it back. To, I was going to bring it back together and say, like, looks, right? what's their problem? Personally, I would hate to have two sports teams in my town. Like that splits your city immediately. So and you're like, happy the Braves moved out of town? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like if we say, bring the Braves back. If the Mariners Braves. like moved to Turner Field, are you going to become a Mariners fan? Well, at least Atlanta has a baseball team. It would be kind of tight. But there's there always <laughs> one that is like, I mean, it's like the Yankees Mets. The Yankees fan base is probably bigger within the city. Yeah. Cubs, White Sox. Yeah. Tough side, north side. Yeah, but. I guess it's just LA. LA just sucks. Are those not yeah. close? Yeah, it'd be downtown versus close. Cobb County. Yeah. It'd be kind yeah, of cool. The Cubs have way more fans. I think the Braves are too indoctrinated, though. I don't think anyone would embrace another sports team. Hell no. It's a baseball team going to Atlanta. Yeah. That's ridiculous. All right, Graham. Did you want to talk about the Texans? Yes, more? I do want to talk about the Texans. I think, obviously, CJ Stroud is really fucking good. So that's the first thing we've got to worry about. And also the fact that they are just kicking ass right now. They have a lot of momentum. Two back to back double digit victories. Um, but, Adam, what do you, how do you feel going on in this game? Oh, you think man. we're going to bounce back? I'm not as confident as I was last week and the week before. <laughs> or the preview episode, you're like, that's one, that's one. I think just being back at home. That'll help. 
We'll put Rivers, uh, you know, record to the test. I think we'll win, home. but if he looks like shit in the first half, I'm completely off the train. Mm. Are they three and one? They're two and two. Two and two. So, like, I think at the beginning of the season, like, we would be happy to be two and two, probably. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. In general. Yeah. Well, the other team, I'm saying, are they two and two? Yes, they're two and two. Okay. Yeah. And then they have, you know, a good receiving core led by Nico Collins, who has 428 yards in the year already. Three touchdowns. Uh, he's really good, and uh, but it's like a bunch of nobodies that like C.J. Stroud has just made good. Well, that's okay. Yeah, you know that's you know sometimes you win like that. He's gonna be a beast. Opposite of us. Yeah. Um, so I got no prediction here. I, I don't know. I think we lose, and I think Houston's gonna get after us. They got three sacks last week. They got three the week before against Jacksonville. So um, they're gonna put pressure on Ritter. It's gonna be more of the same. I think. What's your score? I think the Texans win 27-12. I think we get, I think, I think we get, I think we get crushed. I think we get into, I, I think we get into double digits, but I think Ritter's going to be overwhelmed again, and he's not going to do anything different than he hasn't done the last you know few weeks. So that's what I think. I know Adam's looking at me like, you know what? I'm done talking about the Falcons, Bob. Yeah, let's talk about the Braves, Graham. Well, yeah, hold on though. I mean, like, you you think we win? I have no prediction. Yeah, no prediction. What did I say before the season? I know I, you said we win. Okay, I'll stick with you that. Stick with that. Yes. Okay. Yeah. We're at home. Ritter doesn't lose at home. He better do something to improve, man. He played a rookie quarterback. He could go out and throw three picks. Yeah. In the first half, like, you could randomly just win a game against the Houston Texans. Yeah, he hasn't thrown. <laughs> here's the thing I do like about this game, honestly. Yeah, is that one, he hasn't thrown a pick yet, and Jesse Bates has been a fucking terror so far this year, forcing three turnovers just on his own. Um, I know Alexa said off air earlier that the Falcons defense, as good as they've been, <laughs> needs <laughs> needs to start forcing more turnovers. And if we can do that, then yeah, maybe we got a chance. Because I think the only way that we win against Carolina. Is because we got those interceptions and it set up the offense with a short field to cover. So if defense has to play even better than they've been playing the whole year, they gotta they gotta do more than what's expected of them. And what's expected of them, they'd supersede it, but they gotta supersede even more for this team to have any success this year. By the way, how much better is that loss against the Lions look? Lions, Lions are good. Are good. No, I knew the Lions were like Super Bowl they're, contenders. They're, I don't know. Well, yeah, no, they're they're really good. They're they're gonna win the NFC North. What kind of talk is that? <laughs> they're great. Is that lost look? What are you talking about? Well, he's saying that because they're well, maybe not great, but how much better does that loss look? How great does it look, man? You I feel it's fantastic. So what, what was the score? <laughs> uh, we, to the Lions, uh, we got like it was like twenty to twenty-three six or something. Oh, yeah, that was, doesn't look good. No, mm-hmm. looks like a Super Bowl contender beat the shit out. Of <laughs> <laughs> but we looked better than the Packers, who we beat. Thank you. Sure. It's a good loss. Yeah, good. It's a good loss. Said it's a good victory. It's a good loss. Um, But yeah, so Texans game one o'clock at the Benz. If you're so inclined to go, in between game one and two of the NLDS, we're going to talk Braves next after a short break. Okay, so to close out this Falcon segment, Sam has a good story about the uh, the, the infamous Super Bowl. You want to tell the infamous Super Bowl story? Tell the infamous Super Bowl story. Well, we infamously lost 
a horrible Super Bowl. Uh, yes, we know that. And the reason we brought it up is because I haven't watched the game from beginning to end since that. But I said it was one of the worst days of my life, and it's because before the Super Bowl, I drove six hours in the desert and paid $190 for a rental car, and was also hung over from a bachelor party. You lost your sunglasses, I think? I mean, you were, I don't know. You were sunglassless that whole day. Fine, I was sunglasses. Really right. That didn't matter to me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, there was anticipation, like we're going to go to the Super Bowl. You know, yeah, I was super was nervous. It was so bright, though. Yeah. You had no sunglasses. Times were bright. I was feeling okay, but it was a six hour drive in the desert. I was hungover. You felt like Jeff with a cone on his head, just running into stuff mentally. Maybe physically, too. I don't much understand that reference, but <laughs> I probably did. Yes. And then the first half was like sheer stress. So it wasn't enjoyable at all. You know, I was just complete, completely stressed. It could have been up 100 to 3, and I would have been pretty much miserable the whole time. <laughs> and then, you know. All right, what happened happened. There you go. Yeah. It's one of the worst days of my life. And I spent the night on the couch. My wife was in Atlanta for the next eight days, by the way. So I just lived in that hole by myself. <laughs> you know. I didn't want to sleep on the bed, because like, if I sleep on this bed, I'm going to remember this bed. Like, I remember this loss. And so for like two days, I just slept on the sofa by myself. Wow. That'd be a good, That's like, hardcore. let's get, like, a conference together just for, like, Atlanta Falcons fans just to, talk to come about in it. and do, like, their, like, two-minute, like, pitch on, like, what their Super Bowl story was. Oh. And just, like, you know, I, I think that would, like, help us get over it. Well, I think the worst part about it was also, like, after that happened, the bridge exploded, the I-85 bridge. <laughs> That's the worst part of well, it. Well, not the worst part of it, but, like, it just added insult to injury. It was, like, I'm already going to be miserable for Very the next, like... Atlanta. Yeah, I was. I was, like, I'm already going to be miserable for the next three months because of this loss. And then that bridge exploded. And I, yeah. And I'm trying to go to work when I worked in Norcross, and it just <laughs> slowed everything down so much. You had, when you came home especially... They ways just sent you on like backwards, ro- like back roads for like at some point thirty miles. Stopped the Super Bowl. Like I yeah. stopped it for two days. The six weeks of, of transport to Norcross. <laughs> that's not still the Super Bowl. No, it's not. But it's just like I'm already miserable as a sports yeah. fan, which is a large part of my yeah. identity. And then, then that happens, and I'm in traffic yeah. for literally three and a half hours a day. Just lots of time of you alone mm-hmm. with your thoughts. And then you turn on sports radio, and you got to hear yeah. people bitching about this thing anymore. Yeah. Do you remember the jokes about Tom Grady blew up the bridge? Yeah, I'm sure he did. That prick. He's gonna make three hundred and sixty million dollars. I mean, you gotta respect Tom Brady, okay? I respect Tom Brady, but he's still Tom a Brady is the man. Like, he won six Super Bowls. No one else has won seven. I'm fucking seven. Apparently, he won seven. He barely won seven. <laughs> and he went to a new team when yeah. his old team was like, "Dude, you're over the hill," and it instantly won and, yeah, Super Bowl. That was the seventh. Instantly won when they weren't even the best team. Like, yeah. you can't say he's Michael Jordan. Of football and like you just got the Falcons sign Tom Brady next year or right now, right now, right now. Give me Brady. Do you know how this? He said he's not coming back. This city would explode if we signed Tom Brady. Like I think, like in a good way. If he came and won the Super Bowl, it'd be like losing the Super Bowl. But the problem is, feels kind of cheap, doesn't it? But but you saw how much to win with Brady. You you saw how much he regressed last year. He was like old for the first time at age forty four, which is insane. And then you put him with this offensive line. I mean, he'll be better than He'll Ritter. get it out quick. Yes, he'll get it out quick. And he's got Pitts and London and Bijan. Yeah. I mean, yeah. kind of like, now that we're talking about yeah. it, I'm like, wow. Yeah. I'd rather see Brett Favre. Brett Favre come back. <laughs> I would love to watch one game of Brett Favre playing for the Atlanta Falcons. That should, have, that should have happened. You know, we, yeah. we drafted him. Yeah. All right, Grant, let's talk Braves. Can, talk can, can Cheryl tell the story about the time somebody parked in front of our house with a 
NE28, Atlanta 3, or Atlanta 28, NE3, Vanity Plate. Oh, yes. This was a, uh, was it a Massachusetts plate or was it a California yes. plate? It was a Massachusetts plate. The license plate said NE23, <laughs> ATL, or NE28, ATL3. The other way around. Sorry. Yeah, right. We'll edit this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no. So the license plate said <laughs> NE3, ATL28. And that yeah. was it. They parked in front of our house in San Diego. Just to torment you. Legally. Little legal parking. Can we, can we pause? Yeah. What's the proper reaction? What do you mean? Well, they didn't know they were like... If it was things. your house, what would you have done? Yes, they didn't, we didn't know who these people if were. If it's a legal thing, I'm not, they you, know, didn't you can't know do anything. Like the, the, so you would have sat there and no But how would you have reacted? Yeah. I would have been upset. I probably would have yelled an obscenity or two. I would have thought, what a douchebag. And that's, and what do you, you know? Like, I'd be like, so, yeah, I'd be like, what a fucker. And then I There is a law on. in San Diego that you cannot park on the street for more than 72 hours. So Mark Andre, <laughs> even though this was not true, that wanted to call the police and tell them this car had been parked in front of our house for more than 72 hours, in which case it is legal to tow them. Cheers, Mark Andre. Or at least give them a ticket. I did call. And then what happened? You did call, yes. They you towed. did call. They said they weren't towing because of COVID. Mm, That's yeah. fucking oh. bullshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that was the thing that happened. They weren't towing or giving tickets. It was like by giving a ticket on a car, you were putting yourself at risk. Oh, please. Of getting COVID. So there were like no parking tickets in the city during this time. Oh, my God. But I was mad at him for calling on this person. She's from Boston. Who parked in Right, yeah, no, she's a sleeper agent. I'm not from Boston, from Maine. But still, New England area. Yeah, but he, still, this person didn't know. They weren't parking in front of our house to taunt him. No, but I appreciate Mark Andre for But they bought that bumper stuff. sticker I to mean, taunt yeah, us. Exactly. Yeah. They knew what they were doing. Yeah. They knew exactly what they were doing. FU like, if it wasn't in front of that house, it's going to be somewhere else. They yeah. thought about that. Mark Andre might be the best Falcons fan he of all be. of us. That's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. And he took way, action. He's a good neighbor. He wants to let me park our parole for like six months in front of that house. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> it goes both ways. Yeah. They didn't tell that shit. Yeah. But what if what if you had like a Falcons bumper sticker and somebody wanted to get you towed for Again, it? Again, to Adam's point, this wasn't. It a, is it is a more egregious offense. Yeah, this yeah. is a middle finger to a Like that's yeah. just offensive. You won the Super Bowl, like put a Super Bowl sticker up. Yeah, you could you say know? if you said Super Bowl Fifty One, I'd be like. That make me think. Ah, I don't want to think about that, but you know that's your right. They're just trying to make fun. Do that. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Patriots did get two hundred eighty three diamonds in their Super Bowl that. that is fucking yeah, disgusting. No. We're gonna get our right. revenge someday. Yeah. I don't know if we're gonna be alive. Yeah. I don't know if the Falcons are gonna. Sti- I don't know if the Falcons are still gonna be in Atlanta. But the Falcons will always be in Atlanta. We're gonna get our revenge. Arthur White will see to it. Or Arthur, Lo- he's not gonna be alive forever. But whoever will succeed, Arthur will. will- Did we ever beat Tom Brady when he was in Tampa? Yeah, the last game. The last, game, last, game the last regular season game yeah. last year, we beat Tom Brady. Yeah. That makes me feel better. With Desmond Ritter. But he also went out in the third quarter. So it's like. Did we injure him? No, he, it was just they were getting ready for the playoffs. So They made the playoffs last year? Yes. But, but we stopped them in and the Tom first Brady, three quarters. We started a playoff game last year? He yep. did. And they lost. That's crazy. No. <laughs> All right. Fuck that guy. I'm going to ask. Alexa, a question about not just the Braves, but the baseball playoffs are happening right now as we speak. Sure. We're watching the uh, we got the Phillies Marlins game on in the background. Philly is up three nothing at the time of this recording. Game one of the wild card series. How good does it feel for the Orioles to be back in the playoffs? 
Oh man, it feels great. Orioles won 101, 101 games, right? 101 Number games. one overall seed in the American League. That's correct. Pretty cool. It's very cool. We won 100 games on the day that we clinched the uh, AL home or AL East, whatever. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I don't know terms, but no, I'm happy. I'm, I'm trying to not get too excited, temper my expectations because they're not expected to do anything. But yeah, but I think it's cool too, as we were talking about the other day, like how you know. The Orioles were really bad when we first knew each other. Mm-hmm. And then you start going to Braves games, getting back more into baseball, and then that got you yeah. more back in the Orioles when they started doing well. So the Braves helped you re- rediscover your Orioles oh, fandom. So sure. trying to tie that back we're into... Two, two years removed from losing over 100 games. So yeah. it's pretty impressive to get back. And they haven't been swept in 93 series or what? It's correct. We went a whole season without getting swept. Whole season without getting over, swept. Over, over an entire season. Yeah, they're pretty good. And I think, you know, one of those things, uh, you know, we went to the, the, when the Orioles played the Braves this year, it felt like a World Series um, in Atlanta. It was exciting. I, I think the World Series happens. I, I think that'd be super fun. It would be cool. And we won two of three, but every game was super close. Mm-hmm. Uh, the game we went to on that Saturday night was awesome. I won five to four. Kevin Pillar had a two run home run, pinch hit home run. It was outstanding. I, I really hope that that's going to be how it shakes out. Orioles Braves World Series will be super exciting. I don't think it will. Orioles have a good pitching, actually, really pretty good pitching staff, good offense, good young players. And no we have, and then we have, you know, the experienced guys who have won the championship, um, the best offense, one of the best offenses of all time. And uh, it would, I think it would be a great series. Will you be a house divided? If that series happens, I think to a degree. A little bit, yeah. We talked about this. Uh, my parents are here, but they, uh, like, one of them has to be in a different house. I was like, nah, I think because I love the Braves so much, I would be saddened if either team lost, but I'd also be like, oh, like, you know, I want both of them to win. Because Ravens Falcons be a little different because I never really kind of adopted the Falcons that way. I don't really feel the same way about it. I suspect that Graham would probably be more upset about the Braves losing than you would the Orioles. Yeah, for sure. He's a passionate man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I feel like I'm, I'm more pa- like I mean I love I love the Orioles I love baseball but football's always no the, yeah the Ravens Falcons that would be dirty yeah, yeah like football's always been my first love of a sport so I'm always gonna just when we blew that lead to the the 49ers the game we went to the NFC Championship oh, yeah. game um it was gonna be Ravens Falcons yeah. that year that would have been oh we shit because the, the Falcons that was the year the Ravens won the Super Bowl we were one game away from that that was crazy. Yeah. And we had y'all's number, I think. I think we could have won, but I, I don't think so. I disagree. No, because we the beat you the year before. It was even that close is because the lights went out and it's a conspiracy. And I probably uh, the Forty Niners game. Go I'm not even talking about the Forty Niners game. I'm talking about our game would have been, I think, a really good one. Anyway, no, it would have been the Super Bowl if we played. Super I know. Been the I know. Super Bowl. I know. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Between y'all, it wouldn't have been that close. I'm saying the only reason it's that close for anyone was because it was rigged because the lights went out. I just think I think we match up better than San Francisco match up with y'all. Well, that's all I'm saying. Maybe. Um, why anyway. was rigged? Was that game in? It was in New Orleans. No, it was in New Orleans. So why would anybody rig the game? It's never happened again. We were up by so many scores. It yeah, I think they were up like after halftime. Eighteen or something. Half or Twenty. The game goes out and they can't figure out how to get the lights back on. So they're sitting there resting, resting, resting. Like after we just run the ball back for a touchdown. Conspiracy. It's a little fishy. Sounds like a conspiracy to me. It's never happened to any other Super Bowl ever, and I don't think it ever will ever again. Was there any weather? No. No, it's in the Superdome. No, well, Superdome. weather outside. Oh, sure. No. This is an old-ass, no. terrible building, though. Yeah. But it's never it's happened in a Final Four. It's never happened in another Super Bowl. I just Super like Bowl. saying it's a conspiracy. No, I mean, I'm, I'm on board. Yeah. 
We still won, but even the win was controversial because the catch in the end zone, a lot of people were like, oh, it was pass interference. Did you guys go to that Falcons-Ravens Thursday night game, like, 12 years ago? I was there. <laughs> I mean, my dad went to that game. It was fucking phenomenal. Roddy White touchdown pass. Yeah, I was at that game. Brilliant. He was yeah. there. Brilliant. I was in this class that I had from 7 to 11 o'clock at night. Georgia I was State? following the game. No, I, I was up in North Carolina going to school, but I was following the game, and a, a good friend of mine was telling me how it drew down by that was a great game. That was such yeah. a great game. We blew it and came back. Yeah, yeah. and then the right one touched down. I was like, this is over. And then, oh, yeah. One of my favorite parts about that game was I was going to the bathroom in the third quarter. <laughs> and this guy... At, at the Georgia Dome. At the Georgia Dome. That was incredible. A real game. stadium. And uh, I come out of the bathroom, and this, this, this guy is just being arrested by Atlanta police, a Ravens fan. And he just goes... Oh, yeah. That's how you guys like to do it in Atlanta, I guess. And he just got slammed against the wall after he said that. And I, was like, I was like, fuck. I just kept walking. But what you know, I wasn't going to bring this up, but like, speaking of that, so Teddy, my buddy Teddy was watching that game with me. Mm-hmm. And I just sprained my ankle at the Georgia State basketball gym like five hours before the shit. And so I had crutches at that game. I was in the upper deck. Okay, you know how like you had to walk the ramps all the way yeah. up there? We might have been pretty close. We were in the upper deck, too. So Teddy, <laughs> this Ravens guy, was talking about his shit, right? Yeah. And, it, and I was like, Ian Grady was there. I don't know if you remember him. But Teddy throws this, one of those plastic beer bottles. They like, just stopped selling glass at these stadiums. It was like a big plastic Miller Lite. Yeah. And hits this Ravens fan. <laughs> and the Ravens fan tells on him. And they... Oh, no. They... They... Escort Teddy out of really? his seat. And I mean, I'm like pretty belligerent. This is like right before Matt Ryan takes us down the field and wins. Right. And I'm like arguing with this random dude in a yellow vest. And then he doesn't know I have crutches, but he tells me I got to go also. And I'm like, there's no way. So you guys both got kicked out again? We got kicked out. We got sent to the drunk tank way down at the bottom. <laughs> How does that work? Tell us about the drunk tag in the Georgia yeah. This is fascinating. It just looks like a high school. We're never going to talk about the Braves. This, this is, is great. This is probably where, like, like the Marist Rory girls during the semifinals have to do their undressing, like, you know, before like, the GHSA games. Does it smell like urine? No, it was fine. It wasn't really, like, there's a couple cops in there, but, like, it's right next to the tunnel where the Falcons uh, go in and out. So did you get to see the end somehow or no? Well, I never saw the comeback. You never saw the Roddy White touchdown? Since it, yeah, I didn't even know Roddy White scored a touchdown to this very moment, by the way. But what I did see was they let us out of the drunk tank. I saw John Abraham like game tackling Freddy the fucking the hawk, whatever the, <laughs> the Falcon the Falcon guy. <laughs> the hawk. And they're like all over this this Falcon guy yeah. in the tunnel. It was amazing, and it was like almost worth the entire ordeal. That's you know? incredible. John <laughs> yeah. Abraham tackled Freddy Falcon. They were so pumped up because it was like a last minute win. Right, it was. Yeah, so it was after the win he got he got pumped up and tackled. Yeah, I mean yeah. it was way better than watching this shit in the upper deck. <laughs> sure, you know. Sure. That's I kind of wish I. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. amazing. So how long did you stay in the drunk tank? Well, I it took me like an hour to walk down there because I had a sprained ankle. <laughs> so like, I don't think they they didn't realize obviously they would never bitten that off. Like Teddy had been there for like forty five minutes. <laughs> and, uh, I showed up like forty five minutes later. I got ejected like thirty seconds after Teddy. You know. So are you banned from the Georgia Dome for life or no? No, no. Oh, that's good. I don't. I think I went to a few more games after that. Did you? Uh, how long did you have to stay? No, no, we got out like instantly. I mean, oh, they let him out, let you go. Yeah, no charges. They were going to like arrest him. Right, they just, yeah. They but, just said they were going to arrest right. us and all this stuff. I was just sure that they were going to take my word for it over this crummy Ravens fan. Ravens fan, fan. yeah. You're an Atlanta sports fan. I'm sure you're wearing your Roddy White jersey or something. Like, we didn't do a, like, do a bottle out of him. Right. I believe that guy. I don't right. know. It was the most ridiculous thing. Yeah, that's a great story. <laughs> <laughs> I told all right. <laughs> all right, let's talk, let's talk the Atlanta Braves. 
Atlanta Braves are preparing to play the winners of the uh, wild card round, which is happening right now. Phillies and Marlins, the winner of this series, will take on the Braves in a best of five series for the National League Division Series. Phillies are currently up 3 nothing in the seventh inning of Game 1 as of this recording. Jorge Soler, World Series 2021 MVP, is in the box with a 2-0 count against Zach Wheeler. But we will talk about the Braves and how things are going right now. How many hits do we think Wheeler has given up? Um, I would say, because it's a shutout, probably like four or five. He says you go eight shutout before this game starts. So two, two hits, both two were, hits, like grazed off an infielder's glove. It's these baseball playoffs are unfair. They need to redo the season. Unfair, season-grade. unfair. Like the Braves should play the Very lowest, unfair. the lowest yes. seed that yeah. comes yes. out. Of so this is this is what I was thinking. NFL does that, huh? Right. Yeah. yeah. Why do we have to play? Makes no sense. Philly, the, Philly. the four seed. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. We should play. Whoever's the could get the diamond back. Yeah, whoever's yeah. the highest. Uh, makes sense. Whoever's the highest seed. But the problem is, to 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 shit on everything you guys just said. Brewers are probably going to beat the Diamondbacks. Phillies beat Marlins. Brewers are higher seed than Philly, so we would play Philly. Well, if that's how it plays out, yeah, but that's probably how it will play out. But not necessarily. Not necessarily. Right? I get what you're saying. Well, that is since we would just play. So, how so how yeah, they, how do they then it would be like okay, so, success. It's the lowest so seed. Braves are the one seed. They play the winner of the four and five. Dodgers are two seed. They play winner of three and six. So Dodgers would play Brewers or D-backs. We play Phillies or Marlins. So I, they I have think, a chance to play the higher seed. Who's that? Yes. The Dodgers. Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah. if the right. three seed wins, then they'll right. play the higher yeah, seed. Right. But we think MLB made this rule up once they realized the Dodgers were going to be the two seed. Probably. No, this has been the, this is, this is no, just how it just is. Had this well, yeah, yeah. Sam had a, a salient point. We were talking about this uh, during a break or getting a drink, and Sam, I'll let you uh, regurgitate what you told me because you, you, you well, said it beautifully. Saying, like, well, if you could face the mic. The Braves have benefited <laughs> from this. More than anybody, because in 2021, we only won 86 games or 80 whatever games. 88 games. And we opened the NLCS at home I to guess. a 106-win team who had just finished second in the division. And so, therefore, we made the two walk I guarantee you I'm right. We had two walk-off hits to open that series. Like, clearly, we benefited from this ridiculous scheduling. Yeah, that's an excellent point. I will uh, retract everything I just said. <laughs> I mean, well, that, uh, that's completely different. Why don't we just play the Rangers or the Twins or something <laughs> in the first round? Uh, Why do we need leagues? We don't need leagues. Fine. Okay. Yeah, what if it was just a balanced schedule? Yeah. Yeah, man. There's no divisions. There's no leagues. It's just Major League Baseball. We, we kind of do have a balanced schedule now, right? Like, we used to play 20 games or whatever against the Mets. Now we play, like, 12. Right. I mean, it's kind of getting I think that's that bad. way. You know? I yeah, don't disagree with it, but I think it's it's crazy that you don't play your division as much, like... So play more than the other ones. You do, but not nearly as much as you used to. I don't think it's bad. You used to be 19. Just, now just, I think it's used to it. 13 or 12 or something. I'm used to like the Yankees and Boston like just yeah. constantly, you know? And like, yeah. I think it... I'm curious about how it may have affected things down the stretch because I feel like there were a lot of times in the past where you're like, oh, you may knock a team out in your own division because you're playing them so much. And that didn't really happen as much this year. It might not really affect anything at all, but... I was thinking about the other day when we were playing Boston. Mm-hmm. Well, the Braves certainly stomped on the rest of our division. Yes, we did. We're and the reality is we're playing the Phillies or the Marlins. I mean, I think we'd hope for the Marlins. but we'd hope for the Marlins. But, but at the end of the, pro- the day. The problem is if they beat the Phillies, they're then they're. Not. Yeah, exactly. They're playing. They got some devil magic bullshit going on. So either way, 
It doesn't matter who you play. You don't want to play anybody. You know, Let's just win the fucking you thing. Know, you know what I like? Default. You know what you I like? You don't want to play anyone. No. I can't remember if we talked about this last week, but what I like that the Braves are doing is... I think I did. Talking about their, their open up SunTrust. Yes. Why do I keep calling it SunTrust? Because that's what it was called originally. It's truest. Yeah. So SunTrust like, is dead. They, they, Get it through your head. They, they played their simulated game this week. Like yes. Today it started. Yeah, it started today. So Tuesday, like, they're Wednesday, realizing Thursday. like sitting for five days, that ain't the way to do it. Which is good. I like that Snicker yeah. and, and Anthopolis were like, what we did last year where it was just batting practice every day and fielding drills. It doesn't simulate the real game enough. So today was the first day of simulated games. Max Fried pitched. He looked good. He threw five simulated innings. He's apparently going to be the number two starter. It's not confirmed a thousand percent, but that's just how it's I mean, set you, it up. You got more intel then. Yeah, no, I listened to a lot of sports talk radio today. So okay. like like people were like all like at SunTrust, like watching this shit. So apparently Max looked good, five innings, no blister problems. So Max is ready to go. It's good. Um, for game two. So it looks like Strider will start game one. Now I know Sam has a lot of issues with Spencer Strider, so let's uh I just think that Spencer Strider goes out every other outing and throws four innings and gives up four runs and he's out by the fifth inning and strikes out three. If it's a loser team he's playing. I mean, The majority of the time this has happened has been Pittsburgh, Detroit, teams like that. You can see his frustration. I mean, isn't he like making comments about how like he's just got to get the job done? Like, How many yeah. times are you going to hear him say, I'm just not getting the job done? Sure. And all these Atlanta fans... Or just apologizing for him all day long, as if he's still some unhittable ninety-nine he's, mile an hour. He's still runner. he's still struck out more guys than anyone in the league this year. He's still the fastest to how I don't know what was it two hundred and seventy strikeouts. He's the fastest to that person yeah. in MLB history. I still think any wins and losses don't really matter to me as a pitcher, but he still won twenty games this year. I so mean, like, he like a three. Eight ERA. Yeah, yeah, it's just like it's infl- like he has the really good starts and he has the really bad starts. But the, the good news is, is that he crushes Philly. Yeah. Well, I didn't Except know that. for yeah. last the last postseason start, he did not crush Philly. But in the regular season, he hadn't pitched in like a month. Though. He hadn't pitched in a month. The oblique strain. He wasn't himself. Yeah. He beats Philly good the last two has seasons. Has he not pitched in a while now? No, he's been fine. He pitched the last game of the season. Yeah. No, he's he's I mean, been he good. No, he's good. like the only guy that's like 100 percent healthy right I mean, now. It in could the be cool that he is like the guy. Yeah. You know, a lot of young people will, will take that and run with it. You yeah. Know what I mean, kind of like. Too stupid to know the situation. He hasn't been in a lot of big games yet, you know. Right. So like maybe he just comes in and dominates. But. Yeah. No, I I feel confident with him going because he knows how to navigate the Philadelphia lineup, and not a lot of people do. And he he crushes them. He crushes them. So I expect him if he is full strength, which I expect him to be, he should crush them if if we play Philly in the first round. Yeah. So, so how do you feel, Graham, knowing that like? You seem pretty confident that Freed is good to go. After today, I feel more confident. So, how does that change things for your thoughts? It's still good, but we we you know we I I won't say we're outclassed by by Philadelphia's pitching, but the thing is, is they have more depth than we do. We still don't have a, a reliable number three starter. The Braves are going to have to go to AJ Smith, Shaver, and Kyle Wright and Jesse Chavez. They have to formulate a bullpen game for that game three because I do not trust Bryce Elder. Bryce Elder is like a 5.75 ERA and like almost a damn near two whip over the last three months. You cannot trust that going into the postseason. You cannot trust that. You have to go bullpen game. And apparently Smith Shaver pitched as well today. And apparently he was touching 98, touching 99. He's got his velocity back and he's looked a lot better down the stretch. 
Um, so I think you go you go uh, Jesse Chavez, Smith Shaver, Kyle Wright. Weird kind of bullpen game. Each guy goes two or three innings for game three. I don't even want Bryce Elder to sniff this. Well, he, he should be on the roster just in case he needs he needs to be used, but he should not be a guy that's starting a playoff game, especially against an offense as formidable as Philadelphia. Do you realize? Do you realistically think that's going to happen though? They're not going to go with Elder. Uh, I think it's a possibility. I don't know how Anthopolis, the guy who's the most paranoid of us all, talking about this, you know, he's like, I'm never not paranoid unless everybody's batting a thousand and everybody has a zero ERA. So I'm, I'm paranoid. I do not think there's a world where he's not coming to Snicker and saying, let's try to do something different for game three. Do you think GMs, I mean, obviously there are no rules, but I never considered he actually had any influence over who the fuck is starting if, if everyone's healthy. I think in terms of the, the roster construction, the roster construction he is involved in, I think he lets Snicker do what, what he wants to do, but I think he would advise and say, this is what I think. I think it's just like he's doing your lineup. He's doing the lineup, but I think I think they have a give and take relationship where they respect each other and respect each other enough to say, you know what, maybe uh, even though I'm rubbing my my cone against the table right now, it's just not. Uh, maybe I shouldn't do that. You know, like they're right. It's pretty, it's pretty important that Freed and what's his face and Strider go long. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what's his face? Our game one starter. What's his face? Hold on. So if, if they don't go deep into innings, then this whole bullpen sure? game. Then it could be fucked. Yeah, absolutely. But that's why you. That's why you reserve Chavez uh, and and Wright and Smith Shaver for that game. The, re- game. the real issue is Minter is just a pedestrian guy at this point. The, bu- the bullpen, we don't, uh, what's his face, the fucking game six hero? Uh, Matzik. Uh, God, we miss Matzik. We miss Matzik. But yeah, bullpen is a little pedestrian right now. It's one of the worst bullpens uh, in September in terms of the bullpen. But you want to have a bullpen game. Well, those guys <laughs> were not as involved in that. Those guys were fine. Like Kyle Wright looks like he's gotten his shit together as a bullpen no, guy. Like Jesse Chavez is fine. Smith Shaver looks like he's gotten his stuff together. If you tell Smith Shaver that, hey, you don't have to worry about saving yourself. Throw 98 for your wipeout slider with reckless abandon for two innings, and let's fucking just it's get to the next inning. Right just there. get to the next inning. And that's the thing that Snicker has done a great job with, especially during the 2021 season. He knew how to plug the pieces into the right positions and to manage outside of what a regular season game could be. And not everybody can do that, but I, I have confidence in him. Does Schwarber, whatever his name is, really throw like 97, 98? That's apparently what he was touching today at the simulated game. Is he right-handed pitcher or left-handed Shaver. Shaver. I can't remember if Shaver's lefty or righty. You know? He's a righty. Yeah. Yeah, so. Damn, these simulated games don't mean shit. That's pretty bad. I, What's that? Simulated? Yeah, no, I agree. I'm just saying, like. Shit. Like, I don't know. You're saying, oh, Good in the simulated games, like yeah, he's throwing his own people. Like, who cares? No, 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 but but it's just it's just something that he hasn't. We haven't seen as much from him this that's year. Like that's why they let the crowds in. Like they're trying to build up intensity. Like there's triple A dudes. You gotta do something. Triple A dudes doing this week. Where are the Orioles doing this week? They're celebrating they're, their AL East. They're having people in the stadium. They're doing something with practice. It's fine to do it. I just don't think you should put a lot of stock. We're saying they're making like. Doing it's, something different. But, but the thing that's is, fine. is that they wouldn't have Smith Shower pitch in this game if they weren't thinking we're going to use this guy for something. I mean, they are facing the best lineup in the history of baseball. In Philly? Is, isn't that what a simulated game is? You face your own right. lineup? Yeah, but yeah. it's like they're split up into two teams. So, like, like you know, Zuna played first base is, today for a little bit. Really? Yeah. yeah. So he was, he was playing first base. But the Schwarber's got to play Acuna 
and Riley. Shaver. Shaver's got it. <laughs> he's, facing, he's facing Matt Olson. And that's good, right? Because, you know, you're talking about, yeah, like, and this is a thing that I think people aren't thinking about as much with this, this Philly series. It's like, when you look at Philly last year, yes, we had the issues of Max Fried from the, the flu perspective and Strider with the oblique, but you also had Acuna wasn't himself. Matt Olson was going through a horrible slump. This year, um, you know, Austin Riley is also going through a bad slump. This year, Riley, Olson, Acuna, um, Ozuna, and Albies are playing at the top of their game. Those are five guys that you can a thousand percent rely on. Yes, Sean Murphy has been dog shit the last three months offensively. Eddie Rosario has cooled off. Um, Arcia has cooled off, but it's okay because those five guys are murderers fucking row. And you got to feel confident as a Braves fan going into the NLDS, whoever we play, whether it's Miami or Philadelphia, those guys are going to fucking show up. And we're going, we are going to fucking mash. You have to feel like we're going to mash because those guys have been so good all year. I cannot see a world where those guys do not mash. Especially Acuna is having one of the greatest seasons of all time. He, you know, we didn't talk about this last week because it happened, I think, literally right after we recorded the show. But he joins the 4070 club. He started the 4070 club. He founded it. Like, we have an amazing offense. Our pitching should be good enough to hopefully get the job done here. Like, come on! Have you ever watched Braves postseason? The basketball called in October. But we have never had an offense. We've had this a lot good. of great offenses. They all go silent in October. What about 2021? 2021. They 2021. They were silent until Freddie got that home run off Hater. No, that, yeah, you no, know, no. That's a lot of bullshit. Also, 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 if Jock doesn't hit the if Jock doesn't hit it in the chop house, but he did. He but he did. You can't say yeah, if. But you can't use that argument. That's a bunch of bullshit. But that wasn't real brave. He still. But no, you can't because he did. He came over the trade deadline. Not him would be Acuna. And then we probably if not him, him, you would just lost in the first round again. Yeah, maybe, but they won the World Series, and they knew that this team knows how to win in the in the postseason. I feel very strong. That was an eighty-six win team. This team, the lineup is eighty-eight. Eighty-eight, but this team is is better on paper. But you can't you can't say if you take away this because you, because it happened. You can't take it away. In my opinion. No, you can say if because I understand what he's trying to say because it's like it's not like you dominated bats wise. It's like you had somebody that. Yeah, but luckily did this thing, and that's awesome, and all the pieces lined up, but you didn't necessarily see, like, a dominant performance. In the 2021? We hit it very well. Eddie Rosario hit 420 in the NLCS and seven (laughs) home runs. That's not dominant? We hit it very well in the NLCS and the the World Series. (laughs) Did he blank him twice? But I'm saying Freddie Freeman in that, in that, uh, that, that, that postseason hit over 300 and hit like eight home runs. Austin Riley hit over 300 and hit seven home runs. We had guys contributing up and down the lineup. If his point is that the Milwaukee Brewers almost beat us when we won three games out of four against them. They were competitive. They were competitive games. They were very competitive yeah. games. We won. Yeah. You did. Yeah. And then last year. And, no, we didn't. But I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Compared to last That's year, a team that you had but win. but compared compared to last year, with Acuna and Olsen struggling, Riley scuffling, Albies not there. Albies was hurt. He wouldn't even play. We have all those guys, and they're playing at the top of their game. But let's talk about that Cubs series. The Cubs series where the Braves knocked the Chicago Cubs pretty much out of the postseason was a huge moment for me as a fan because we were scuffling. We've been hungover since we won the division. And we come in and sweep Chicago and kick their fucking ass. And that was glorious. 
And you had Acuna cement his MVP status with how well he played um, during that series. Yeah, uh, it was. Oh, no, fuck mm-hmm. Dansby. I, I don't understand why people have any love in their yeah, heart for Dansby at this point. Why are you He's angry a great about guy. Yeah. Why are you angry about it? Well, here's the thing. He's a great player. He, he was. Did, he didn't leave like Freddie did. No, yeah. but, but I will say this. 100%. Him talking Thank so you, much. Cheryl Pounder. <laughs> Cheryl. <laughs> Excellent point. Yeah. But here's the thing. In April and May, actually, no, I will specifically point this out in April. Dansby Swanson, I'm paraphrasing, but this happened. You know, you can research it. Dansby said in April, I've never had a crowd this good. Well, yeah, that's and, true. And, that's and, true. And, and Wrigley, no, and, no, no. and Wrigley in April, and then he kept talking about it in May, saying Chicago's so good, and it's like it felt like I'm with this new girlfriend, and hey, old girlfriend, fuck you. Like it just felt very, and he's like, there is a little oh. something to be said. With playing in those historic parks, though. No, I growing up as a Red Sox fan, I do, and I've been to many parks. No, I get it, but I just like he was, he was, he went out of his way to do that. Can we get the facts right here? Yeah. The quote was, "Sports are a bigger deal in Chicago," which is hard to debate. They've got two hockey teams or something. I mean, they have one. I think they have one hockey. (laughs) They got one hockey (laughs) team. Could have started with baseball. They've got a lot more sports teams. They got the Red Wings. Atlanta Red Wings. Just the Blackhawks. Just the Blackhawks. They have two baseball teams. <laughs> two baseball they have two teams. baseball teams Atlanta and the Bulls. Atlanta has zero baseball, baseball teams. And the Bears. And the Bears. Even the Bears are terrible. They're the yeah, ones. Yeah, but they but still they're have beloved. Yeah. No, they're beloved. But um, um, it's like, but like, Dancy's also in Atlanta. Yeah. You know, he's from Atlanta. Like it just felt like an, uh, an under the belt shot. I don't care. I like Dansby. I like Dansby too, but I just think he fucked up there. Him. He did. I, I think he, he did. He was trying to talk a little trash. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So he was being cute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think a lot of that was to play into his new hometown crowd. No, and, 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 and I understand that. Against Atlanta, and, and they love him. But yeah, your greater point is that. That, that this was this was big for the, the Cup Series was huge. Momentum. Yeah, like that was fantastic. Like yeah. that was a playoff environment that got their mojo back. Swept them. Then just won the series. Swept yeah, them. Right. So that was fantastic. I feel a lot better about this team than like two weeks ago. Yeah, no, I, I was like, man, we're just not just not getting our shit together. And then I mean that game where Acuna he he, he drives in the tying run and scores the winning run, gets his seventieth stolen base. I mean, it was it was un, it was un, it was unreal. Like oh. the performance that was like Chipper Jones beating the Mets in the ninety nine uh, ninety nine season. It was oh. it was very similar. I'll be honest, it's dominance. I almost agree with the Cubs announcers when they were upset about doing the video montage and Acuna pick of Acuna in an extra innings game, and then the very next pitch after like, the it. pitcher has to like sit there for like two minutes watching this. Like the game ends, and yeah. that's a crucial game for the Cubs. Yeah, I'm almost on the Cubs side on that. Well, no, like, but here, here's my thing about that. No one's ever stolen 70 bases, and I will say this to any Cubs fan, and this is where they can go fuck themselves. All right, <laughs> when Sammy Sosa, you know, broke the uh, Maris record. I know McGuire did it first, but then Sammy did it. They stopped the game for six minutes and 20 seconds. We stopped the game for I think a minute, like two minutes. Was like it, was it extra innings? No, in a game that meant so. nothing to us, but meant everything but the to the other is, team. But the thing is that they made they went out of their way to be like, yay, yay, Sammy, like, yeah, and, and then and then we're doing the same thing for Acuna, and he's actually setting a record, and he's not on steroids. So like, fuck you, Chicago, fuck the Cubs. <laughs> Like that. That's it. I mean, I'm just saying. It's like it's hypocritical. Don't you think that's hypocritical? Whatever it's done for us, also. 
I mean, like, we had to stop and wait. We had to stop and wait, and then Ozzy always came out there and just hit the game-winning run. So, like, Chicago has a, has a precedent for doing this in the past with historic records. We did the same thing, and now you're going to get butthurt over it because your team can't finish. Can't And if you can't finish in that situation in the regular season, you couldn't finish in the postseason. <laughs> you, you don't deserve to make it. I mean, the fact that they'll losers. Deserve it, they'll deserve it. Losers. There's a lot of bad karma coming back around for you. In this you think so? Like, we're we're going to get swept now. No, no, no. We're, we're, we're fine. fine. Yeah. We're fine. We're fine. The, but don't, don't, you, don't, don't, you, you disagree with that? I don't. I just don't like the way you're talking. Okay. <laughs> I like the tone of voice. Right? Yeah, I, don't, I just think I don't it's like but but they don't remember that. It's like they, they just forget that. They forget that they stopped the game for seven minutes or six minutes or whatever it was. No, I have a lot of opinions about where the Braves should be. What do you think where the Braves should be? If they don't, if they don't go back to the World Series, it's a bus season. You think it's a bus season? They just gotta go back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. I think they go back. The team has fulfilled. Like they are so good, they should be back there. And if they don't. It's a bus season. What does scare me is we've had several, like, seven or eight games. I mean, this is big first world problems for a team won 104 games. But, like, I pay more attention the second half of the year than I have probably in any three-month segment the last ten years to baseball mm-hmm. just by, like, watching the box score and shit. Mm-hmm. And there have been, like, multiple weeks where we probably lost four games and won two games to crappy-ass teams. Mm-hmm. Did we get swept by? I feel like we got swept by Kansas City or some crap. Something just. Oh, off. Oakland beat us. Oakland. Two or three. I mean, it might have swept us. We we did this like multiple times where, oh, we have random dudes starting who aren't any good. What's his face is hurt, and we're just like not doing shit. In yeah. Straight games. Yeah. I feel like the Orioles didn't do that at all. They no. Consistently won the whole year. No. Um, and they obviously we had a rough stretch at the beginning, right? Because they were behind yeah, Tampa. We, we did a little but like once they turned it on, they didn't have these stretches. And they don't have to face anybody in the AL other than Houston, who's like an 88-1 team. Yeah, I mean... I feel like the road for them is way easier. It is, and, and low-key... Like, we're the AFC... Like, the National League's the AFC. And then the American League's the NFC. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like. Like, the American League is like the Orioles and the Rays and then every other team. And I guess you can put the Astros in there, but... the You can. Dam- you, can you can, but like... America, uh, nationally, you got Philly, Atlanta, Los Angeles. The Brewers have a really good pitching staff. It, it's it's Marlins. it's a little. I mean, I'm not I'm not too scared of the Marlins, but yeah, Oof. they're there. Just they're left. there. Just got swept. Yeah, but that was that, 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 that was the Hangover series. Yeah. We we we, we, we were. They beat the Phillies in this series. We were seven and one. We were seven and one against them going into that series. I'm. And you can't overlook anybody in the playoffs. But that's the thing. That's the thing the Braves can't do. They, can't they cannot overlook anybody. They're not. Yeah. No. If it's Philly, they're definitely not. They're definitely not. And I, even with Miami, I don't think they're not stupid enough to do that again. But the thing that still scares me about this team, Adam, and I know we've talked about it all season, is is the lack of, of uh, it's the and, and, and it's the bullpen. The bullpen scares me. The actually, bullpen's fine. The bullpen's fine with the worst ER, the worst ERA in September for a bullpen in Major League Baseball. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't sound fine to me. That's scary. Those are inflated stats. Joe Jimenez, AJ Minner. Jimenez has been scary. good enough recently. Like, Pierce Johnson was the like one of the best pitchers in the league. Like no one I bet Sam has no idea who Pierce Johnson is. Uh, and uh, <laughs> he paid more attention to any second so, half than so like, it's like, like guys like that, like is Sam is gonna learn who Pierce <laughs> Sam's gonna learn who Pierce Johnson is. You can see him come in with his long hair and be like who the hell is this guy? And then he's just going to pitch like mm-hmm. I don't know nine straight. <laughs> no, no, our, our starters are going to be fine enough. 
I'm kind of I'm kind of on board with this AJ Smith Shaver thing. I mean, with Kyle Wright backing him up in Game Three, right? With Chavez, maybe Chavez starts. Either way, yeah. Morton's uh, out. Morton's yeah. out for the National League Division Series. Edward, uh, I mean, excuse me. How'd that happen, dude? I don't know. I mean, Edward's got a. I don't know. I mean, sorry. All right, we got to somehow reel this in. I don't. Okay, right, so we're gonna can, do we, so. can we talk about the pitching match? Yeah, yeah, let's talk about the pitching match. Okay, so Mark Andre's been writing notes uh, prolifically over there. So he's he's uh, getting his legal pad on the table. <laughs> he's he's sliding his chair up. What's he what's he what's he got? So they got Wheeler going tonight. Right. And Nola going tomorrow. Sure. Both of them have to pitch. Yes. So let's fast forward to Saturday. We're going to have Strider going. Strider. They're not going to pitch Wheeler on four days rest, right? I don't think so. So they're going to bump him to Monday. Right. Nola. To four work. days rest is the appropriate amount of rest. I mean, three I mean they could get ballsy and do that. I mean, like the yes. Dodgers used to do that with Kershaw. No. I mean, yeah. it's every five days is four days rest. They didn't do that the last year. Sure. They, he would they, be pitching yeah. on day five instead of day one. So it'd be three days. Well, they have a day off between series. So no, no. But today, Tuesday is one. Wednesday is two. Same. Ah, it's a two game. <laughs> they sweep. If they sweep the Marlins, well, it doesn't. He's not going to pitch on Thursday either. So I don't know who their Thursday starter is. But if they sweep the Marlins, our series would start a day earlier, right? No, it still starts on Saturday. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's say Wheeler goes Monday. Right. Nola goes Wednesday. Okay. I think. Okay, so they're gonna do Strider Saturday, right? Versus, do you know who their third pitcher is? Uh, for Philly, yeah. probably Ranger Suarez. Ranger, assuming they sweep the Marlins, which is a fair bet. So we got Strider Ranger on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Freed Wheeler right. on Monday. Right. And then Wednesday, it's gonna be Nola and bullpen or or, or, or an elder. Or Strider could come back on three days rest. I think that's insane. I don't think I don't think they do that. Even the cat disagrees with you on that one. <laughs> so there's two days off between these games. Yeah, day off between every game. Yeah. Well, no. Just so this one is for us to fly back to San Diego, and then this is for them to travel and then they play. <laughs> they gotta take time off for yeah, Mark and Cheryl to travel back to. Well, San Diego. Wheeler's obviously gonna play the day that you're. No, 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 back. no. Sunday is an off day. And then yeah. this one. Yes, and then they play Wednesday, Thursday, and then back in Atlanta on Saturday. So the question is, do you actually go Strider game one? Yes, a thousand percent. Because against then, some loser. Because then that gives you the advantage immediately but then, in the series. But then we have Nola versus Shaver. That's okay. We kind of hit Nola a little bit. If though. you can get game two, right get game that. one. Get game one, start off strong. Yeah, no, I would offset him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get game one, start off strong, because then yeah, Nola beats Smith Shaw, who gives a shit, because you're hopefully up to nothing at that point. But if how about this? If so, so you're gonna bring Strider back in game four, right? On normal rest, right? And then and then free and then free game, game five. five, and that sets up and then pretty then, decently. And then they're gonna have. Hold on, let's do this. One, two, three, four. So they can do. On game four, they could do Wheeler on two days rest. So no, so they'll no. they'll do Wheeler in game five. You'll have Wheeler freed again, mm-hmm. and they'll have to do Suarez again in game four against Strider again. So Nola only gets one. 
Right, if he goes, if he goes game two, unless they unless they don't pitch him tomorrow, wouldn't that be ballsy if they held him back? Well, the I mean, yes. it would be interesting if they did that. That would be wild. So the thing about Nola is right. He had a he kind of had a really up and down year. I he, would do that though. I would hold him for game three. Right, they, they especially could. with all these off days. Yeah, I mean that's the thing with Nola is that they they went into it uh, into the season with Nola kind of grinding it out all year. He wasn't himself. And he sucked in September, but his last two starts were good. The last two starts looked like himself. So is that enough for him to carry his momentum over into the postseason? I don't know. Either it's the same thing as like the Strider game in Game One, just like Freed last year, is a hundred percent must win. That's the whole series. You win that if you win the if you win the Freed game. No, the Strider oh, game. The Strider game. game. Strider versus yeah. Ranger. You win that. You, you got a chance. Yeah, you, you, you absolutely lose, have you to lose win that. that then you, like, I mean, don't, don't even watch. You're right. Series. You're right. You're right. You got to win that. I still think, and I hate to say this, Stupid. because of the lack of pitching depth and rotation, we will lose the division series. That's my prediction. And I think we are going to play Philly. And What's your prediction for game one? The Strider versus Rangers. I think we could win that, but I think once we get deeper, I think Freed's lack of, of regular so what, playing what do you time. Think, what do you think the score is game one? I think we win... Six to four. Okay. Game two, Freed Wheeler. I think it's like three to one Philly. And then I think it goes five games, but I think we lose. Game three is bullpen versus Nola. Yeah, I think Philly wins like ten to three. I think they crush us for that one. Strider versus Ranger game four. Yeah, we win that. In Philly. We win that. Strider shuts them down because Strider shuts down the Phillies and then What's the score? Uh 6-1. 6-1. And then we come back and do a classic true to Atlanta bullshit and lose. What's the Freed Wheeler game? Game, game five. Game five, five Saturday uh, night. I think, I think it's really close. It's like 2-1. to one. I think it's a low-scoring game. Okay. But I still feel like, once again, Anthopolis never addressed this the whole season, before the season, or at the, at the trade deadline, and it's ridiculous. Another guy, i, I got to keep going back to this argument. Like, last time we had this argument you were talking about Michael Lorenzo you see what the Phillies did they went out and got Michael Lorenzo and he pitched a no hitter he's a solid play he's pitcher. off the playoff roster because he sucked the rest of the year after that alright like like all these at arms. least they tried to do something we didn't do anything that's crazy he's off the roster yeah he sucks like every single arm that was available at the that's like deadline true. sucks that's not true Lance Lynn has been serviceable <laughs> I just want a serviceable pitcher and we don't have that outside of Freed and Strider. Can you deny that? Can you deny that for a starting pitcher? Right now? Or from hey, the NLCS? Is a serviceable guy. He's obviously not going to pitch in this series. But he's not pitching this series. I'm talking about with our current starting rotation. Hey, you, you know I'm an Allen Winnens guy. He needs, serv- he needs servicing. But I'm just saying. <laughs> it is what it is. Like, we, it we is what it is, but like, like Jesus Christ. It's just, it I mean, I think it boggles our, the mind. Our top two are slightly below their top two, but our, our offense is fucking Our offense is fucking great. Better. You're, you're sleeping yes. on that, yeah. But their offense is really good, too. Their offense is outstanding. Their offense can can close to match us, especially with Sean Murphy sucking ass the last three months. I mean, Sean Murphy is better than their worst hitter. I'll tell you that much. So a guy that's hitting 188 the last three months is better than their worst hitter? Yep. I disagree with that. Um, Who's their worst hitter? Pache. Yeah, I'll take Sean. Pache got two RBIs tonight. He did? 
So, I mean, the postseason, that's the thing. The postseason is a weird thing where guys can come alive that you don't expect. Mark Lemke, Mr. October. Exactly. The triple every bat. Yeah, yeah like 420. Yeah. So it's, yeah. It's, it's nuts. That's where I'm sitting. Are you predicting Braves win? I think we exercise the we Philly exercise the Philly demon. You like, want you want the game by day game by <laughs> no, it's not. I don't want to do that. We did just go into Philly when they were trying to win and crush every big series. Like the Dodgers, yeah. crushed them. Like every big series we've had the, to win this year, we've won. That's Their true. But the, like this is the series we show Atlanta. It's the same as last year. And we like beat. The we but, but, but we have we have done that in the past and, and folded. I mean, this it's unpredictable. We don't know what's going to happen. What if the Marlins win? Then are they just going to be super unprepared? No, the Marlins play with devil magic. Like if when if they win, I wanna... think it's better to play the Phillies than the Mar- Marlins. No. Really? Why? Why, Cheryl? Uh, not that I know any of the stats or anything behind it, but I kind of agree. You just got swept by the Marlins. I know that because a package of brooms got delivered to my house from our Marlins friend fan. And yeah, and uh, yeah, if they win against the Phillies, they're going to be hyped up. I see your point. Like we're ready for the Phillies, we're amped up for the Phillies. It could be a drop off to take the Marlins, Mm -hmm. right? And then and then they would underestimate the Marlins. Yeah, the same emotional drop off experience last year against the Phillies. Right, Mm -hmm. it could it could happen. It's it's a weird thing, but I I still think. I think the Phillies are the better team. Than the Marlins, yeah. Than the Marlins. Yeah, I mean, I still think our offense can do anything. But it's I just, think if we play, if you play the Marlins, it's going to throw a wrench in things. Yeah, and I think the good news also is is that regardless of who we play, Miami or Philadelphia, we know these teams and we've handled them through the season. So hopefully we do it. I just So just worry about that game three, man. And I'm just writing my name in all capital letters right now with a cube above it. Graham, stop. Graham, stop. Okay. Cube. Cube. Time to wrap it up, Graham. Is it? We've only been doing this for like two and a half hours. <laughs> Get out. Oh. All right. Well, that's this week's episode. We want to thank Alexa, Mark, Sam, and Cheryl for joining us this week. We hope that the Braves beat the shit out of whoever they play on Saturday. But we won't. By the time we talk to you next week, the series will be underway. So... We can't really officially preview it, but I think we'll lose. Adam thinks we win. Let's see if if pitching depth matters. Until next time, rise up, chop on, unite and conquer. Remain true to Atlanta. Thank you for listening. Hospitalis. Don't sleep on our bullpen, Graham. Hospitalis. Go Braves. Yeah, baby.